answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Glad you are with us today as we're talking about financial matters, retirement and uh, investments. Money. All that good stuff. Both Tax m- law. Both myself and my co-host here are both financial advisors, certified financial planner, charter financial consultant. Spend our weekdays with people like yourself and come here, broadcast on the weekend to be your financial advisors on the air. And if you'd like to join the program, we'd love taking your calls. It's actually part of one of our favorite parts of the program is... Taking the calls? Because you never know, quite know what you're going to get. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so our number to be part of the program, 833-99-WORTH. It's 833-99-WORTH. Gets you on the phone. So let's uh, start off in Sacramento with Lynn. Lynn, you're with Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. All worth money matters. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pat. Hi. Hi, Lynn. What? How can we help? Well, I had a question the other day. Um, my son asked me about um, investing into an IRA, and this is a different kind of IRA. I have kind of a financial background, and I'm retired and um, even retired from the Calper system. So I understand a lot about the retirement plans and um, options, but he posed one that I had not really considered, and he was getting ready to or thinking he might want to open an account. And it was a, he makes, you know, the, when you, you have the contribution limits for IRAs, but you also have the income limits. And so he's not able to contribute to a Roth or a traditional IRA, but this was a after tax um, contribution into an IRA that he was talking about. I'm not sure what it's actually called, but you contribute to your IRA with your after-tax money, Mm -hmm. and I guess the earnings grow tax-free, but the contributions just sit idle, Um, and then you have to figure it out when you do finally get to your age and use it. Yeah, uh, kind of. Well, I didn't understand what the advantage was. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll walk you through that. So first of all, congratulations, Mom, uh, by ha- for having a son <laughs> no. that's over the limits, which means for the rest of the listeners, her son is making so much money, he can't deduct an IRA. Yeah, and I was just talking about my one son who graduated from college, graduated from college, and he just got his first job offer. He's going to be on the last week. I talked about he's going to be on the camp crew for a travel company. Which uh, opposite end of the spectrum? <laughs> so. Completely. And congratulations, Scott. <laughs> I mean, not even close. I mean, proud, uh, yeah. I guarantee he can't make an IRA contribution because he won't have any income. So, uh, yeah, you're, so, I am very proud of him. Well, you should be. I mean, you should be. And it, his wife. Well, listen, if if and especially you know you want to raise kids that are happy and healthy. Yeah, was he talking about then converting this to a Roth or leaving it in a non-deductible IRA? down the road maybe but right now he's just thought it would be maybe advantageous for him to he's also reading a book about wealth and it might be advantageous for him to you know start this vehicle and contribute up to his six thousand dollars so i i am not a fan at all vehicle (laughs) i'm not a fan of non-deductible iras but but if he made a non-deductible ira contribution like you and i do scott and then convert it to a Roth IRA the very next day. Well, then that makes perfect right. sense. Which is a backdoor Roth, right? Because he's over the limit, so he can yeah, make this yeah, non-deductible. But let's talk for a moment here about non-deductible IRAs. So a non-deductible IRA, right. you put the money in, it grows tax deferred. Then down the road, when you pull the money out, all your earnings, which your earnings are going to come out first, your earnings are taxed as ordinary income. That's right. That's Correct. right. That's right. That's right. And you're going to be pro rata. 
uh, on the distribution. Right. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. And when, when you get to the part that you put in, the principal that was already taxed once, you don't have to pay taxes the second time. Yeah, that's true. Around, right? But that's, it sounds like an annuity. I mean, you, but, but what, what? a low-cost annuity of, yeah. would – well, no, it's exactly – a low-cost – uh, but. You, he should. That won't be a problem if he, if he converts to a Roth IRA immediately. So what he right. can and then do, he can convert it, but that wasn't his plan. Well, then he's, but that's, that's, so well, you, listen, you, his, you called and asked. His plan should it. be to convert that okay. immediately to a Roth. The very so next what, day. So, so that's what I do for my own family. Into a yes. Roth. Yeah. I do it. I do it. Okay. I well, do it myself. But then, since then, I've thought about it longer and I, and I found that he has a Roth 401k option and he is already contributing to his 401k it doesn't matter I'm like wouldn't you want to max your 401k or do your Roth 401k before you do this IRA mm. option if I were in his situation at the income level you're discussing I would probably be doing exactly what he's doing I'd be maximizing my pre-tax 401k and I'd be contributing, I'd only contribute to a non-deductible IRA if, in fact, I was going to convert that to a Roth. I would not convert it otherwise. But, but I would he, not contribute to a non-deductible IRA otherwise. But, but, what about but, the Roth 401k? Yeah, I wouldn't use the Roth 401k. Not in California. Not in California. Oh. I, so, is, is he in California? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't use the Roth. Too high of income tax. Yeah, and he doesn't know where he's going to end up, right? He may move to Nevada, Washington yeah. State, Florida. How does that benefit? Different from the Roth 401 to the well because he's paying taxes before, to the IRA. Well, he's paying taxes before they go in on that. So in the right. Roth 401k, he's paying taxes. Uh, so I would do. The Couldn't that also be converted to a Roth? Only is it just not at the same time? That uh, that's that's correct. I think I'm not quite sure what, what you're question? asking me. Yeah. What's well, he contributed to a Roth 401, that's and that's then what? converted that to a. He could roll it. He can roll it to a Roth IRA, but it wouldn't be a conversion. It's yeah. already been so. So if, if I was sitting down with your okay. son, the first thing I would yeah. do is I'd walk through <laughs> this process. I'd say, "How do you have any kids?" "Yes, I have a kid." Okay, you need some term life insurance. First thing before I put a dime anywhere, then I'd look to see whether he needed disability insurance. Then I'd make sure his home was properly insured. Then I'd put the maximum into the four hundred one k on a pre tax basis. Then I would make a non deductible IRA contribution converted to a Roth. In that order, 100% in that okay. order. So what I'd like you to do is to tell your son to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Go to allworthfinancial.com. Have him subscribe to the new, the weekly newsletter, and we talk Which about do, things so. like that. We'll t get him to okay. as well. And then send him over our podcast and have him listen to this, and we'll, he'll feel good oh, about cool. himself yeah. after we uh, talked about how much money this kid makes. <laughs> Which is not the only measure of value of somebody, Pat, because we already said what it is. Right, right. I understand you want to And it, it's a team. He's married, and, you know, they're both over that limit. So they're oh, very good. That's good. That's good. And as long as they're healthy. I agree with Scott. It's not the only measure of value, but no. it is a measure of value. <laughs> it is a measure. <laughs> so and right. and as a parent, when your kids are not only self-supportive, but doing just fine financially, and you don't, you don't have to worry about them for that part Makes, of the thing. Like, there are a lot of One other things, things you can worry about. One less thing you need to worry about for the time being. Not that worrying does any good anyway, but when you've got kids, you can't kind of yeah. help it. I remember as a kid, I my parents split up, and so I kind of would go back and forth. Then I'd go, I remember I'd go visit my mom, like when I was 16 or 17, I'd drive, and she's, well, call me. This is a long distance. She's, Call me when you get back and let it ring once and just hang up so I wouldn't have to pay the clunk. And I'm like, Mom, what are you talking about? I just need to make sure you get home safely, honey. I'm like, Mom, what are you if, I, do? if I die in an accident, you'll hear about it. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to take a few, what, a few hours? I mean, what, what? Would you do it? Would you call and hang up? Yes, because she'd beg me to, and I thought she was so silly. Now that I'm a parent, I mean, it's different now because you could text me and whatever. Yeah. Your kids text? Do they text? Yeah, that's all they do. <laughs> Your kids text? Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever get a text from your kid when he's in the same oh, house? Of course. In the room, they're in the room. Not in the text. same room. Well, the same house. That's how they communicate with me is through via text. <laughs> I, I talk to them at the dinner table. I say, I, ask a question, and they text me back. I actually not quite that's that bad. Right. <laughs> Didn't. 
All these memes and my uh, kid texted me at the dinner table. Can you pass the mass? Can you pass the mashed potato? <laughs> memes, what's the other term? The, 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 uh, the uh, tweets? No, no, tweet. Whatever. Are you on Twitter? I was for a while. I Were quit you? doing it. Yeah. Oh. I didn't say I, I don't. I was. I, I don't have any. I hardly have any notifications on my phone. Mm-hmm. I have text notifications. That's the only ones. And uh, otherwise, when I want to read the news, I'll just go somewhere and write the news. And yeah, they're uh, call me old school. Yes, I am an old man. I get it. So I, I got. I'll share this story for you. I'm, and then we will go back to the. Policy. I, um, I posted a video on Facebook last week about. Uh, so in Sacramento, we have this beautiful bike trail. It's thirty-one feet or thirty-one miles long. It runs along the American River. It is a dedicated bike trail. I think it is the true treasure of Sacramento. I love riding on it. Absolutely love riding. I like to go out and ride all 31 miles, both ways, 60 miles for the day. No cars, crosses one street, beautiful. Well, there's a part of it now that the homeless population has become so large that it's you, you don't ride on it anymore. So I posted. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You just don't. I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't do it alone. Um, and that's just my own feeling. So if, you, if you're like, oh, these guys, these elitist you're welcome to your elitist. <laughs> you're welcome to your opinion. But what so is the point here? I posted this thing on Facebook. This is a financial program, a video, all worth financial. I posted a video of this thing, and I made the comment said, you know, this money that tax on mental health isn't being used. It should probably be oh. used to, to help this homeless population, which I believe part of it, large part of it, has to do with addiction and mental health. Holy smokes! What a firestorm I started on my own Facebook page. With people just weighing back and forth and people that didn't even, I know they don't even know each other, but they're friends of mine, start fighting between themselves on Facebook back and forth, back and forth. Like, wow. I've never posted anything remotely political on Facebook. It was my first. I'm going to do it. Actually, I've been on Facebook three times in the last year. Oh, you have? I I quit it. Did you? I I don't find it interesting. And I have Instagram, but I only have, I follow three people. How do you know? My wife and my two kids. And my daughter posts all the time. If you look at my daughter, she's 24. You think she's got the most amazing life in the world. <laughs> amazing. It's incredible. She's nothing but happy. On her Twitter feed. It's a phenomenal food all the time. It was amazing so life. So, Scott, if you're not on Facebook, how do you know if people, how, how, how are you aware that people you barely know are sick if you're not on Facebook? How would you keep I up don't, with that? I don't know. How do you keep up with people I you don't, barely know? I've decided. I, I, you know, I think there's probably. I, it'll be interesting to see over the next five years, because so, and we're totally off topic here. But social media has. Oh, it's almost overtaken some. Oh, lives. it is absolutely wreaked havoc on conventional media. But I'm just talking about like teens. I mean, you read these stories about like. Teen girls wake up, they wake up at two in the morning, you see how many new posts they had oh, of likes right. on their f- phone and their whole self-worth tied oh, up in it all and all awful. that stuff. It's just weird. All right, well, actually, this is a financial show, so let's actually take I do use uh, Strava. My It's a exercise app to keep track of my yeah? stuff, and it's got its own kind of little social media component. Do you share it? It's public, I guess. People... Oh. You can like, uh, you like you, I guess you kind of like I have thumbs this, up, heart, I have, something. I, I have the Strava app, and I rarely use it because I don't want anyone to know what I'm doing. You could you could make it all non-public. Oh, I haven't gotten that far. Anyway, well, let's go back to the financial stuff because we're, we're losing listeners now. You get to yeah, watch them dropping. Three, four, five, six. <laughs> They're dropping like flies. Right. 833-99-WORTH is the number to be part of the program. And I'm here with my latest <laughs> Business partner Pat, <laughs> who won't drive, won't ride his bike in certain areas because he might have to witness people who are downtrodden in life. Oh, I don't think it's that. I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. Pat was the chair of the Sacramento Food Bank for many years. Yeah, Fifteen served, years. Served on the board for a long time. Three so. million pounds a year of food that went out to all the food banks in really Northern California. Yeah, we still. When I started, we had about a half a million pounds. We got a twenty-three million pounds. I was proud of it, and we and I think we helped a lot of people. But this homeless situation—it's yeah, not just in <clears throat> Northern California. You think? It's, yeah. it's awful. <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's go uh, uh, yeah. to the calls. We're talking with Gary. Gary with Scott Hanson, Pat McLean, All Worth Financial. 
Hey, good morning, guys. Just one second. I'm tweeting you guys my questions. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Are we on? Oh, I'm going to ask people in the no. control booth. Are we? We do Twitter. As a do we do Twitter? As a That's company. hilarious. Do we do Twitter? Yeah, I, yes. <laughs> As a company, we we tweet. Do we tweet a lot? Oh, yeah. on the line. We're on the line too. Yeah. Apparently, right. at all, we're financial. Yeah. We have a Twitter account and we tweet quite a bit. I guess. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your I, question I for us? I got two questions. I got two questions for you guys. Uh, first one is. I have had a pretty good sized bucket of RSUs from a company I uh, just left with in the last year. And when I was working there, you know, I get so mature, peel off some cash, put it in, keep a small pass, kind of like a side bet, hoping for some capital gains. But I really enjoy the dividends that would peel off about every three months and, you know, put it to projects or bank. You're speaking extremely quickly. And uh, <laughs> so you, these are some, uh, some RSUs, restricted stock units you've got? Is that what yeah, you stated? Not anymore. I so I, I, yes, I, that's what I had. I sold them off. Okay. But I really like the, the dividend every quarter. You know, I use that for whatever. You got a dividend um, so on your like, restricted stock. Yes, it, 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 it had vested. So I, I get some vested every year, and I, and I had a pile of them. Okay, okay. And, okay that makes uh, sense. Because it wasn't, wasn't diversified, and I wasn't in that company, and I wasn't comfortable just keeping, you know, that one that one horse show in. I want to move into a high-yield dividend ETF, something in Vanguard, whatever, just so I can get that that quarterly uh, spin-off to do whatever I want with. Um, is there anything that I may be missing on that? You know, I could use a REIT that spins stuff off a REIT ETF. Why? Why? ETF. Well, here's the challenge. If Why are you why are you just concerned about how much uh, dividends the company's paying yes. over total return? Yeah, why, what, 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 what does um, it matter to you? How the, how so the income comes to you? So this isn't my this isn't my retirement. This is uh, just money off to the side. And got so, um, I I was just kind of keeping it in a separate bucket. I've got an emergency fund, but this is kind of like my emergency emergency fund. I know I'm at risk with some volatility in the market, in the stock market, but you okay. know, long term, I'm not overly concerned about but, that. But, so but why? But why did, enjoy the dividends? What, but what do you do with the dividends? Um. So it could be just put it in cash in the bank. I could reinvest it if I want. No, yeah, 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 but you uh, could uh, do. I understand what you could do. What do you do with the dividends? I spend it. You do. I spend it. It's well, usually usually on a project or we go to Newport Beach or something of that nature. So this is a, it's psychologically in your mind, mm-hmm. which is where psychology actually takes place. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. Um, you you like this versus selling? Let's say. Let's let's just say I had a stock or a basket of stocks or an ETF that generated ten percent dividends, right? Mm-hmm. And I got a hundred dollars in these stocks, and every year it generates ten dollars in dividends. What happens yep. if I had a hundred dollars in shares that didn't pay any dividend, and it went up by ten percent every year, and I sold that? What do I care that I sold uh, one I, of I, those those I sold one of my shares because it went from 10 to 11. And in fact, I would, I'd actually prefer that because capital gains rates for most people. Well, qualified dividends is the same. Uh, okay. So that's not an argument then. That's off the table. <laughs> so what do you the, – the point being is what do you care whether the dividend is – you just worry about what the total return is. Yeah, I, I I get that, and it's you're right. It's probably more of a head game than anything. I, I feel more comfortable spending the, spending the spinoff dollars rather than cashing in shares of my okay my number of shares dwindle. Well, um, I, I get it, just, it may be a weak argument, but I just kind of that's why. And are you are you are. how how old are you? I'm fifty three. And uh, exactly the same age as me. Are you working? I am. And are you saving for retirement? Yeah, we have about one point. Five in between our retirements and another two hundred and fifty in cash, and some of that's that money we're talking about. Okay, so how much? So you're talking, but this is just some piece of your portfolio, and it sounds like you're trying to maximize the current yield because you want to use this for a vacation fund. Is that right? Yeah, something that nature. Okay, well, I don't have any real problem with it. All I would worry about. I don't have any problem with it. All I would worry about is if I owned a stock that had too high of a yield, it would actually be bothersome to me. Uh, that the yield is too high, and, yeah, I, and it's not that high. It's two two-ish percent. I mean, this is these are oh, well, that's that's yield. not high at all. Yeah, yeah, I think you're yeah. fine. It, agreed. Yeah. I okay. think you're fine. Right. If that works so, for you, okay, then, then great. For you, then then do it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah, if it was a if it was a big if it was all your savings you wanted to have in one t- particular sec- segment, then that, that and, would I, scare oh, no. and I don't know if I'd be no. pumping uh, pumping around or looking at at, at REITs, you know, a uh, The challenge no, no, no. the challenge with some of these REITs, they all, they'll pay out more than their earnings too. Yeah, so I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I I think I'd, I'd I'm comfortable with where you're at. I wouldn't I wouldn't be. I wouldn't okay. be looking at a master limited partnership or any of that other garbage. No, no, no. This would be all ETFs sitting yeah. in the Vanguard, something yep. of that. Yeah, yeah, yep. you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, and over the okay. time, it so should continue the- to grow. And the yeah, dividends should continue I'm to get bigger. Yeah, t- 10 years from yeah. now, the stock, should, the, the value should be worth more, and uh, odds are that it'll be worth more, and odds are the dividend yield, the dividend itself will be higher. Yep, I agree. So that was, that was kind of my thought. So okay. I've got question number two that kind of intersects this particular thing. So I, I've been listening to some podcasts. I've been here, so I have cheating on this. But uh, um, there's some people that retire early. I'm not retiring early, but they have this yield shield concept where in the first five years that they retire, they want to protect against the uh, what's that sequence of uh, return risk. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so they shift some of their dollars out of just regular index funds to funds or stock that have a higher yield to help protect in that first three to six years for a you know, a stock market drop. Okay. And what I'm wondering is, uh, if you experience that drop anywhere in there, what what advantages that yield shield early on? If you if you see a big loss later on, or, and is that a practice that you guys work with your customers as they move into the first years of retirement? And yeah. just kind of curious. This is just a curiosity question. Yeah, I don't. So we don't employ a strategy of using a different different kind of stock thinking that that stock's necessarily going to have less risk because if you look at history perhaps um you know some industrials that have a higher a long history and maybe a higher dividend yield maybe they won't fall as much but but just because they didn't in the past couple bear markets doesn't mean they won't in the future either so rather than that we look for more of a strategy of making sure that we don't have any money in stocks that's going to be needed in the first five years to protect against that sequence of uh, event return risk. Yeah, so yeah you, correct. You pull correct. money out to something else that you draw from. So if you have exactly. to sell that's right. shares of whatever, it's not the stock, it's a bond or something. Like Whether that. you're a new retiree or been retiring 10 years, it doesn't matter. So what, what you're just hearing there is just, it's just marketing garbage is what they're, okay. you're, what you're hearing there is spin. Okay. Well, maybe hearing. not. Right, well, maybe someone's trying well, I could. You, so you, so I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. But Scott, I don't think anyone in their right mind would put a hundred percent of their portfolio uh, for the average uh, retiree in market in the equity market and say thirty percent is in this dividend, uh, high dividend to protect you against downside in the market. No, that'd be that's that would be awful. Be crazy. Yeah, I would think be crazy. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought I'd shoot it past you guys. You know, you guys are kind of a <laughs> a, 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 a bit of. Brownstone for what's you know what what we need to do out here. So All anyway. right. well, I appreciate All right. the call. The brownstone. I've never been called a. Is that what he calls a brownstone? No, groundstone. Oh, groundstone. thank you. There you go. Yeah, I feel like a brownstone Sorry, house or something, but <laughs> yeah. groundstone. I do. I gotta understand that a little more. Being uh, on previously Native American property. A groundstone. Yeah. yeah. Is that what he's talking about? I don't know how he used the term grind, but there are grinding stones. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. Uh, it. Uh, along the, we uh, don't employ one in the house currently. <laughs> along the American River, uh, which I spoke of earlier about the bike trail, you can actually see the grinding rocks, or the Indians ground yes. the acorns primarily. And I've been I've been to a number of third world countries uh, last in, during my life, and I've seen I've, I mean, I, only women, frankly, using the but grinding the grain, grinding the coffee, been grinding whatever, like they were doing thousands of years ago. And oftentimes, it's the men sit on the, the corners drunk with their right? friends. <laughs> no. I'm not exact. Drunk. I mean, po- well, poverty is a condition in the third world countries no different than the poverty is a condition here. Yes. It's not just... Uh, just degrees. Yeah. It, um, like the poorest, of, the poorest of the poor in the United States live yeah, a but, much better but, lifestyle. But than- the, 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 the same kind of psychological trappings, that, let's say, that... A lot of poor remain poor. It's the same reason that third world, world countries uh, are still that way. And, and corruption. And corruption. Maybe that's why they're... <laughs> right? Or they'd be corrupt, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's... Have you a, been following this, uh, this uh, uh, the uh, richest lady in Africa? Her, she's the daughter of the... Uh, that doesn't look so good. 
uh, it, there was a, uh, there's been a couple fascinating uh, pieces uh, on her in the uh, New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. Multi-billionaire. Um, but Is that Angola? What country? Angola, yeah. yeah. Yep. She's daughter of the... Uh, the prime minister, what? the president, or whatever. She is still the daughter, but he's been thrown out of office, which is why that. How that's so strange that how is. Oh. But I'm sure it's her. Uh, she's she a, she's just w- a great businesswoman. She's worked at this thing for over 20 years, and that's why she's so successful, worth two billion dollars. She said on tape, "You know, I've worked at this for over 20 years." <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Because uh, I know lots of people that have worked for over 20 years that aren't worth two billion. You're kidding. Just several hundred million, maybe. No, just twenty yeah. years. Uh, anyway, anyway, we're off. Uh, we're going to take a quick break because um, I think we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue on with some calls and our number to join our program eight three three ninety nine worth. It's eight three three ninety nine worth. Also, um, just to let you know, we have many people listening to this program doing podcast. If you are a podcast subscriber. Uh, please give us a review. We would appreciate that very much. We'll yeah. be back. And we can't ask for a positive review, Just but review. we like them. Yeah, we'll be right back. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hanson, Pat McLean with you. Thanks for joining us. Yes, uh, sticking with us. All right, let's talk with Michael in Sacramento. Michael, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Scott, Pat, thank you so much. Hey, um, I've got some money put away. Um, I'm going to retire here shortly out of the military, and I'm not going to need this money that I put away in, into the thrift saving program 401k style. It's really for my wife. Um, she's, she's quite a bit younger than I am. My question is, is that at 70 and a half, when they start forcing me to take that money, May I take that money, give it to my wife, and she puts it into like a Roth IRA or something because it's really for her. Yeah, y- yes, but 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 you don't have to wait till. By the way, it's seventy two now uh, with the okay. change of the Secure Act. But but if it makes sense to do it on the required minimum distributions, it may make sense to do it prior to the required minimum distributions. Maybe, but then you got tax consequences. It may make sense. Yeah, exactly. Well, it depends on what you, run, your income is, and it depends ahead. on what your income will be under the required minimum distribution. So if it's the uh, same, well, Scott, if it's the same tax rate at the RMDs as it would be on the non-RMDs, what's the what, what what what's why wouldn't you do it? This is why I'm calling you guys, and luckily I've already made an appointment with one of your people okay. to be able to come and talk to you guys. Why would you? What are you stating, Pat? To take money out early? To convert to a Roth? No, no. Or convert so some to I'm a Roth not, today? I don't know why I'm taking it out early. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> that's why I'm calling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and not necessarily to put you it in your wife's you name. You could have. You couldn't. The, so to answer your question, the technical question, you cannot take money from your retirement account. And then put it in your wife's retirement account. You, and you can't. If correct. You pull but if it I out, take the cash distribution and I give it for the cash to my wife, yeah, she can do whatever she wants with the well, cash. She can't. Con- she cannot contribute it to a Roth IRA unless she has earned income. That's, ah, and yeah, you can't. And, and you can't. I'll have her retired too. Yeah, got. It. And you can't re- convert a required minimum distribution to a Roth, but you can convert. But you can, you, but you can certainly earmark the dollars. So right now you're in a thrift savings plan, 457. It's got a beneficiary on it. You've got your wife listed a primary beneficiary. You're concerned something happens to you. Money goes to her. Then you hit age 70, 72, and you're like, dang, i got to take some money out. I really want this to money be for my wife. You can, you can literally have it so it's money transferred from your retirement account to a non-retirement account. You could have it either set up in the name of your family trust so it automatically goes to her. Or, or uh, you, or you can have it set up on a what's called a transfer at death account, so it automatically trans. Or the account can just be a joint account of which she's a joint owner. Owner, so you pass away, and the assets automatically go to her. Yeah, and a step up in basis. So there's lots and lots of different choices. And you live in California, which is a community property state. So technically, uh, well, how many how many years you've been married? Oh, for 18 years. Okay. What's mine is hers. There we go. So community property state, <laughs> she has rights to half that account anyway. So Well, it's, it's really for her. We're going to leave here. But, again, I made an appointment with your people 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounds to me like I definitely need to see them. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so you threw out one scenario, and we gave you four or five different alternatives to that scenario based upon what you're trying to achieve, right? Yeah, and I don't want to do it on my own. That, well, yeah. I some people make, we make mistakes. We're laymen. Well, some some people could do it on their own, but where the danger is those that think they can and can't. Yes, <laughs> there's uh, a yeah. lot of those too. Yeah, we see that. So yeah. yes. we appreciate the call, and thank you for. Uh, Coming to see one of our advisors. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know what I think, Pat? This really kind of shows the importance of, of kind of, of just trying to figure out what it is you want, the financial planning aspect behind it. What you're trying to achieve. What are you trying to achieve? What's the purpose here? And that's why everyone's situation is a little different. That, and that, and so, the advice given to – so we've done a lot of work over the years with um, – uh, was Pacific Bell back in the day. It's AT&T. We literally have several hundred retired clients from the phone company, all the way from senior level managers to operators and everywhere in between, right? Not saying that. I mean, just lots of different types. And you could, you, I would think of times when there would be a retirement offer and there'd be 10 people all leaving the same job. They started essentially the same time. And their financial situations could be so different that for one, you'd recommend a, one particular strategy, and for the one who's sitting in the office next to him or the cube next to him, you'd recommend a completely different strategy. And they would come back and say, well, why do you tell That's my exact- friend to You do tell this? my friend this. Well, yeah, your friend is a different situation. Yes. Well, what do you mean different? We started the same way, the same job. I get why. So, Scott, I, when you were telling that story, I remember, gentlemen, this has got to be 25-plus years ago. I'm retiring from the phone company. He came and visited with me, and he said, you know, Pat, I really don't think I need your help. I, fi- I, I, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. I said, "Oh, okay. What, what are you doing with your money?" He said, "Well, I, I put these tax-free bonds inside my IRA because that way I won't have to pay taxes on them, um, and uh, th- that's why I don't, I don't really need your help." And I thought, "Oh my." He has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> no. like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you invested in an IRA. That's right. It's taxable when it comes it's out. It's taxable. So you, he accepted a lower yield on a tax-free account to put it inside of a tax-deferred account, which actually provided him no benefit whatsoever. Um, it actually – it was – and I tried to explain it to him, and he said, no, 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 you don't he, – he never used my firm because he's – our firm, he said, you know, I don't need you. I've got this figured out. I'm like, buddy – you need us really, really badly, right? Really, really badly. I think the pro- the challenge is uh, oftentimes you, people don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And sometimes, obviously, we are biased with our profession. But some people, you will tell them they have a good enough grasp. Yeah. They get ninety eight percent of it right, and you're like, you know, you're you're you're. you're they okay. need uh, they need not, one education, so. An interest, right? They, you're not going to be highly educated without the interest there. So you need the education and the interest, but they also need the right kind of um, uh, how do I present? temperament? Uh, yes, emotional temperament to manage be- themselves. Yes, to manage it's themselves. easy when the markets are going up. Yeah. It's not so easy in choppy markets, and it's really hard in down markets. Yeah, to, it's really hard when it looks like the world's falling apart. To, to, to stick to it. To stick with the course. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to take uh, go back to calls here. Uh, 833-99-WORTH is the number here. We're talking with Natalie. Natalie, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hi, Scott, and hi, Pat. Hi, Natalie. How can we help? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I am going to be 60 in two months. And um, I'm looking to retire in three years. Um, my retire pension will be $4,510 a month. And um, I would have, I have deferred comp as of this morning at 412000 And the Roth IRA. At over fifty-five thousand, uh, cash flow is fifteen thousand. Wait, 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 wait! What wait, cash wait, flow? Cash, wait, 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 step back on that cash flow. You have fifteen thousand dollars a year in income right now, or a month in income right now? No, that's just a reserve for emergency. Got okay. it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. 
And my current mortgage, uh, including HOA, is about uh, just under twelve hundred. And what do you owe on the home? One hundred sixteen grand. Okay. And I have two old cars that's paid for. They're reliable, but I might need to get one car. Eventually, uh, probably two okay. years. Are you married? General. And then, and no, I'm single. Okay. What's your question for us? My question is, I I like to move, get a bigger house. Uh, right now, I'm living in a condo, one bedroom, one bath, one garage, and I would like to two bedroom, two bath, two car garage. Um, the all the pro is for getting a a better space, a bigger space, and maybe move away the condo. Um, for my evaluation, the cons are financially, I would take up more debt to get a uh, another house. Mm-hmm. And my question would be, I'm close to retirement in three years. It, it doesn't seem to make sense uh, if I plan to retire, if I were to retire out of state and to buy a house now to, to get another house now. Are you That's planning on I retiring think- out of state? I don't know. I, I I just thinking about it because of the the California tax is getting higher and higher. Are you are, so um, are you are you a your state employee? I'm assuming. I am government employee. Yeah, government employee. Okay. And do you participate in Social Security? Will you get Social Security as well? Not at all. Okay. And I what, didn't. I don't have enough. And what's your current salary? My current salary, um, do you want monthly? Yeah, I don't sure. care, monthly or gross annual, either one. Either one. We can do the math. Just uh, the gross, gross amount. Gross annual is 80790 How much? 80000 Uh-huh, seven ninety. And what's the value of the condo you're annually, living in? Annually, annually. And how much are yeah. you, you putting into your deferred comp on an annual basis? Um, I have been maxing it out, but... From this year to when I retire, I drop it down to eight thousand a year, so I can save up in more emergency fund. Okay. And what's the value of the condo today? Two fifty. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through something. If you were okay. my sister, um, <laughs> uh, right? So you, our your and my age difference is three years. If you were my sister, uh-huh. it, it, which what which is Scott and myself, and we all of our advisors try to make it as personal as possible when they're talking with a client. Thank you. We, we and the reason is because we want to act in your best interest and think like, what would I do if this was my family member? Do you have children? I have one daughter who is grown and very independent, okay. doing better than her mom. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I think that I would, if I was going to move out of state, I would wait. I would go spend time there. I would make sure that that is the place I wanted to be. Uh, if your grandchildren are there, uh, if there are grandchildren, makes it all the easier. Um, I would look at, at selling that condo and using a reverse mortgage to buy a new property at age 63 oh. or 64. And I would, okay. and I would, I, I wouldn't have any mortgage I mean, at what all. You, what you've got going for you, Natalie, is $4,500 a month guaranteed pension. And a distribution off that four fifty seven. If you started today, between fifteen and twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. So I looked at. So let's just. Yeah. Let's assume you took eighteen thousand dollars a year from your retirement accounts and your pension. That's roughly seventy two thousand dollars a year. You're right? not going to notice right? any change right in your now, standard of living. You've got eighty. You're earning eighty thousand. You're putting eight thousand in your deferred comp. You're at seventy two thousand a year. And she's making some contribution. I assume you're making some contribution against your pension plan as well, possibly. Paying into the pension. Um, yes. I do have a one on this. Can I add one more question? Yeah. Sure. Is it, does it make uh, uh, sense that I take out the cash in my reserve, the 15000 put towards Roth, max it out my Roth every year? Sure. Yes. I don't like the fact that you reduced your four. It's not. It's a six one half a dozen. I would actually. I wouldn't worry about the liquidity issues. I wouldn't either. And I would maximize my four fifty seven contribution. Yeah. Instead I, of Roth. Yeah. 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 I would. Yeah, I, would I would do that, especially if you're going to move out of state. Totally. So, Agreed. 
okay. in your situation, if I was sitting with you today, I would say, Natalie, don't do anything other than increase your 457, your deferred comp contribution as high as you possibly can. Can you stand living in that house for three more years? You say, yes, Pat, I can. Say that we're just going to continue the way we're going. You say, okay, I'm thinking about moving out of state. We go, where? I want you to go there at least three times. I want you to go in different seasons. I want you to become part of the community at least for a period of time to make sure that you really know you want to live there. Because mm -hmm. if you get a reverse mortgage on the house, it's the last home you're going to live in. Mm -hmm. So you got to make really certain. And you don't have to start with a reverse mortgage. You could start with a regular mortgage. You can move to Idaho. You can move to wherever. You can start with a regular mortgage and, and go from there. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, I think, I think you're in great, in great shape. So yeah. when when you, and what you got going for you is the pension. It's, it's uh, I appreciate the call. I think you're in good shape. Sometimes people get they think about these cash reserves, the emergency reserves. But if you've got a pension of forty five hundred dollars a month, and a really small mortgage, uh, and and a bunch of money in your retirement accounts, including your, a Roth, what? And you're over age fifty nine and a half. That is what, cash I, reserve. I, yeah, I like. I, what's, what's the sorry. What's the point? That's where you were going to go with that. That's right? what I was going to go with it. I'm sorry. So that kind of concept of you need six months reserve or whatever the case is may or may not be. Depends. That's right. All right. Uh, 833-99-WORTH is the number to be part of All Worth's Money Matters. And we're in Cincinnati, Ohio, talking with Kathy. Kathy, you're with Scott Hansen and Pat McLean, All Worth's Money Matters. Hi. Hi How are you? Wonderful. Good. Hey, I'm going to be in Cincinnati uh, in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. We're, uh, Great city. Yeah, yeah. yeah we uh, we have a, an office there, and I said let's bring in lunch, and they said we're gonna have skyline chili. Is what they said ah. they were gonna bring in. So I guess that's popular in Cincinnati, the skyline chili. Very popular. Oh, and it is. I'm originally from Columbus, and when I moved to Cincinnati, you either like it or you know what are you doing here? I have <laughs> never eaten the skyline but... chili, so I'm sure it's a big day for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely anyway, so appreciate the call what can we do for you yes i have a question i'm going to be 66 in february um i retired from a public school district um 10 years ago and i am now working full-time for a private school and i've been paying into social security i have not started collecting social security um because I was told, because I worked for a school district for 25 years, that I would not um, uh, get much. They said I'd get like $268 or whatever when I turned 66. Mm -hmm. So since my goal is is to work full-time until I'm at least 70, and but what I'm wondering is I know I can get my Social Security this year, but am I better off waiting until I'm 70 or somewhere in between, or do I collect it now and get a small amount when I'm, isn't it increasing every year? Well, yes. You know? Yes. But, but so the answer to the question is yes, no, maybe. <laughs> Thanks for calling. <laughs> right. No. So a large part of it is predicated on, uh, I hate to say this, uh, the day you die. If you right. knew the day you were going but, to but, die, but, we could actually tell you. Let me back up a little further. So if your income from work stopped today, would that hurt you financially? Yes. Okay. okay. So the, the benefit for you in deferring is the longer you wait, the larger that Social Security check is going to be. The more of the income it will replace. Right. Earned income. So okay. now you do have the windfall elimination provision. Uh, why they call it that, I don't know. But it's essentially when you when you've worked for a, a uh, it's typically a school district where and it could also be some municipalities where you do not pay into Social Security. You pay into that pension system instead. When you get your Social Security, there's an offset. But now that you're back right. in the private sector contributing, you're still going to get credit for the, t the time you are contributing. Full credit. And right. so every right. every month you work is going to increase your Social Security benefit, and every month you delay receiving benefits is going to increase 
So once you're past, because at your normal retirement age, you can receive 100% of your monthly insured amount or whatever they call it. And for every month that you defer, it goes up a little bit, so, about 8% so it, a year. Yeah, so at age 70, it's approximately 120% of what it would be your normal retirement age. So if you're relying on your income to live, you're working, and you want to replace, assuming you have a normal life expectancy, you want to replace as much of that as possible with Social Security, you're better off deferring Social Security till age 70 and not a day longer. Okay. Okay, but that's the maximum, right? Yeah. Is it age well, seventy? That's the maximum it's going to accrue to. Um, so right. It, if you wait, but if you continue working beyond age seventy and contributing to Social Security, you're actually your check would go up. That's every correct. Year. But you would still be oh, getting okay. until you hit the maximum amount. Yes. Okay. Does so that make sense? How do I find out how much it would be? Oh, do so I have to make an appointment no, with? No, you can go online and there's a calculator. Yeah, but um, with the windfall okay. limit, it doesn't always show it correctly. Oh, she might, yeah. I was just Right, and they the told me, years. somebody told me, like I said, five or six years ago, my husband and I went, and the guy said, maybe you'll get 268 when you're 66, but, you know, that's all you're going to get. Well, because that's, that, that's, but, but that. that but you've been contributing, you've been working. Quarters, so. yeah. Right, I've been at, at least contributing for, um, I've been working for the, private schools probably for the last five years so you might want so to sit I've down been. with them and you should actually sit down you, you and your husband should sit down with a qualified advisor to actually map what your income looks like at age 70 and whether you need to save more or pay down debt or in fact um go to our website allworthfinancial.com and watch the seven personal decision points video Oh, okay. And it okay, kind of walks great. you through the steps about how do you make up or replace income, right? And what Social Security is nothing other than just a replacement of income provided to you by the federal government, um, giving you back some right. of the money you gave yeah, them. I was say, yes. But yeah. you, but you uh, want to go well, through the. I, you, you're asking about a specific issue of Social Security. I'm worried more about you in uh, a global. Um, aspect which is if you need this social security to replace part of your income you need to actually understand where all of your money is and what it's doing for you in retirement right so it's called the seven personal decision points for retirement transition so it's a program that we wrote uh that actually helps people do go through this retirement transition where we actually go out and project what your income will look like and where the sources of income the day you quit working for both you and your spouse. Oh, okay, great. Alrighty. That'll work. He's he's retired. He is. And he's getting his social security, but I'm younger than him. So, okay. so still, he he's wait a minute. Working, so. Part of his retirement plan is having you out there working every day. That's right. Smart man. <laughs> All smart right, Kathy. very smart man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Appreciate the call. Yeah. Thank Good. you. We wish you uh-huh. well. Bye bye. Okay. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> just saying. Huh? That's nice. Yeah, she's a very nice lady. Seems I, I've never met. Her. <laughs> I don't know. It was all a big <laughs> show. She's actually a terrible like, person. She got off the phone and kicked her dog. <laughs> just a horrible human being, but she put it on nicely as she called. There we go. I hope she's a school teacher, so I'm hoping she's a pretty good. So person. my wife's been working. I have a niece that teaches uh, second grade, uh, first or second grade, and my wife goes and works in the classroom like once a week, and she loves it because the kids always say, "Mrs. McLean, you're so beautiful." <laughs> she said they're so glad to see her. What grade is this? First or second? Oh yeah, that's the. She best, loves yeah. going to work there. Like, she comes home, she's in a good mood for like over an hour. <laughs> Until you come home. <laughs> Where's my chicken pot pie? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. That's Expecting funny. your wife to serve you something. I'm joking. Okay. Uh, real, real quick. The secure, what do they call it? The secure act. Yeah. Which was passed. Acronym for something. Thrown in. It was amazing all the uh, legislation that happened the last week of December. There's all this impeachment, pre-impeachment stuff, the Congress, and all that stuff. You didn't hear anything about it. <clears throat> and it was, amazingly, in, <laughs> in the midst of that, all the, all the partisanship you see in the media, it looks like they all hate each other. Somehow they're all working together behind the scenes on a number of different bills. And one was the SECURE Act. That was what does SECURE a- stand for? Do you remember? Oh, I forget. Yeah, I forget. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't. It's irrelevant. Okay. All right. 
irrelevant. In any case, we've got um, an article at our website, Why You Need to Understand the SECURE Act, that talks about the requirement of distributions being moved from age 70 and a half to age 72, uh, removing uh, age restrictions for IRA contributions, because it used to be, believe it or not, if you were over age 70 working, you couldn't contribute to an IRA anymore. Never made sense. But it gets rid of this stretch IRA provision, which, which is, is you can list your kids, your grandkids, uh, whoever's got a really young, uh, who's young and has a long life expectancy, and you can stretch out the distributions for, for generations. But it just got me, it was a reminder, and you've heard us talk about in the past, the importance of having a diversified tax strategy in the same way you have a diversified investment strategy. I mean, if you can get to retirement, and you've got a good chunk in your employer-sponsored plan, your 401k, and traditional IRA. Essentially, they're all about the same, tax the same. Some money in a Roth. Some money in a, in a saved, maybe you saved up some money in a brokerage account. Maybe in there you've got, uh, let's say, an S&P 500 index fund that you've owned for years that has some capital appreciation on it. Maybe you even have some uh, rental home or you've got some municipal bonds. Just to have a broad, diversified uh, portfolio when it comes to tax strategy because n none of us know what's going to happen in the future when it comes to tax law. We know it's going to be different. We also knew that we, we watched Congress throw in the elimination of the stretch IRA without I didn't see any big riots or any big discussion or... No one complained. You don't see anyone getting going to... No one's going to lose their... Uh, be kicked out of Congress as a result of, of that because it affects the small percentage of the population people with money people with a lot of money particularly those are the ones that really wanted to use it the more money you have the more you ought to consider having a diversified tax strategy because they're going to do more of it there are going to be more changes on on uh how iras work and roth iras particularly work. when they saw how easy this one we was just mentioning earlier that they were there's talk about uh doing required minimum distributions on roths right yes i did mention that yeah I thought that was interesting. Well, there's some discussion on it. Yeah. So. Changes. Just think about, same way you'd want to diversify your investments, you'll also want to diversify your tax strategy. Uh, we're about out of time, and uh, it's a sad part of this program because we do enjoy being with you. We're here every Saturday on the same station. If you listen to it via Trester Radio, and, of course, our podcast listeners, we are grateful for you listening via podcast. And, uh, again, if you can... Uh, be so kind as to give us a review. We would appreciate that. And if you think this is great, uh, forward it on to some of your friends. Let know that you think this is helpful. Anyway, we'll see you next week. This has been Allworth's Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.